Welcome to episode 75 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, though. How are you doing, Mike? Very good. And what you you could actually call our Diamond Jubilee, if you will. Hey. Now, for all you uh, nitpickers out there, that you know who you are. Um, I realize 75th anniversary is in years, right? not weeks, but this is the 75th anniversary in at 54 pod years, 54 and 75. Is that like dog years? Yeah, okay. yeah, it is like dog years. So I don't think I'll be alive at 129, so I'm not going to see the 75th year. year anniversary of the podcast. So we're going to count tonight is the 71st. 75th anniversary, which is commonly known as the Diamond Jubilee. Uh, the original tweet for tonight's podcast, letting the listeners know that it's going to be out shortly on at Spotify, at Anchor, at Apple Podcasts, and others, by the way. I put silver anniversary. Uh, but like <laughs> at the Fishman always says, we should do some fact-checking. So right. I quickly fact-checked that and said, oops, I, I was wrong on the silver anniversary and well, you gotta. You know what you should do is you should, Mike. You should retire, get, um, get, uh, um, you know, like a, a partial pension or something for your knee, um, and uh, you know, then you'd have hell. You'd have all day except for when you're cutting your lawn to do some fact checking. Exactly. I, yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, what do we got in store? All right. What's the first tasting? Our first the- tasting. Uh, you know what? The title of this beer uh, had you in mind when I got it. Fruit Casket. Double IPA. Uh, 8% alcohol, 70 IBUs. And this is from Champion Brewing Company in Charlottesville, Virginia. I think we've done a couple Champion beers earlier. One or two, at least. I think I remember I don't, uh, going I back say, I the... don't think... Uh, well, we might have. I'm not saying we haven't, but that, that logo looks different to me. I don't. I, that hmm. doesn't... Look like we've had it before, but I could be wrong. Hell, I've been wrong many times before. Well, the people at Champion say for this one, our Mosaic Double IPA brewed with agave, also with you in mind, for added complexity and fruit notes, heavenly dry hopped and dry finishing for the complex yet refreshing taste. All right. What glass you got there, Mike? I've got the Rusted Spoke Brewing Company glass, the old uh, brewery, the brewery up in Mackinac City. Oh, yeah. You um, said you had a good time there. Good yep. food. Yes. I've got my Keweenaw Brewing Company. Hope to be visiting there quite a bit because uh, I've got a kid going to school at Michigan Tech. Oh, yeah. So, cheers. cheers. Good notes, good first taste. A little hoppier than I yeah, thought it would be. That's the 70 IBUs coming through. Finally, we had had a beer with a higher IBU with the, the actual bitterness that supposedly IBU has st- stood for. Um, speaking of the uh, agave, talk about a uh, you know uh, don't do that decision. Mm-hmm. Liz and I last week we didn't do it, but for the no- last number of Sundays, Liz and I go out to. Pierce Road Bar and Grill. Sometimes right. we eat, sometimes just an appetizer. And the waitress comes up. 
you're the Masagave guy, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's what they call me, but yeah, yeah. sure. I, said, I wasn't too stupid, was it? And Liz said, yeah, go ahead and tell the truth if you want. So anyway, you know, she gets Liz's order, um, and then gets to me. I said, well, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Masagave guy, I might as well have a Masagave. Brings me in, I'm like, and Liz is looking, is that? And she said, well, this is prickly pear. And I'm uh, like, oh. Yeah. All right, so, you know, why would uh, Pierce Road Bar and Grill change out the Masagave uh, keg for Masagave prickly pear? Drinkable, but since I'm still standing upright, sitting upright, whatever, uh, for the start of 75, I only had the one because the, the prickly pear, I mean, I'm not a real big pear person anyway. Sure. So... A little disappointed, so I'm hoping they rip through that keg and get back to get Old back. Faithful because, yeah, major disappointment when she brings it to me and the, there was a real right pinkish-reddish hue to the beer. Yeah. And, and Liz and I were both like, she's, oh, yeah, that, that's the prickly pear. I probably should have told you. Do you still want it? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm no quitter. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. I like this. This has got a, you know, it hits you with the hop notes right in the beginning, but it does, I think it finishes pretty smooth. Smoother than you might think in the initial, in, um, the, in the initial front of the palate. Well, that's, we'll see how we uh, end up here, but I'm actually on the other end of the spectrum on that because it's, I, I think there's bitterness to it. Not Oh, yeah. Not bad. It's definitely drinkable, but I mean, this is one of the more bitter beers we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, kick off listeners' favorite segment right away. Typically, we save it for segment two, segment three, but yeah. we're gonna. Um. What do, you have, got? what do you got? I Mike? only have one this week. Oh, really? And it's more, it's actually more a good natured, fun loving fuck you to everybody. Okay. But I don't know, we're in 75. Was it 74? Remember episode 72 or 73? I let the listeners know that, hey, I'm going to go to the doctor. Yeah. And I said, you know, the doctor's going to like <laughs> look faint. He's going to grab for his desk and he's going to like, you do what? And he's going to be so shocked when he sees the x-rays. Well, he didn't do that. Right. I had my doctor's appointment last Monday. Um, gets in there. We do the x-rays. Doctor comes in there. And he's going over the, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. These are the options. And he's, I'm going to get, start you off with a shot of cortisone. And we can try some rehab. So, anyway, you know, I'm up on the, the doctor's. Exam table. Exam table. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, he's down there and getting ready to get the shot. And I said, have you seen the x-rays yet? And I shit you not. Like I say, if I'm going to lie about something, I'm going to lie and say, hey, you know, Liz and I were out and Jennifer Aniston, George Clooney, Vince Vaughn, and um, (laughs) Celine Diaz invited us to a party at the Playboy Mansion. And we we partied like rock stars for three days straight. Now, that's a lie. Right. I'm not going to tell something like what the local doctor says about my knee. I mean, I'm, that's the truth. So anyway, I said, um, so you see the x-rays? And he stopped just before he was giving me the shot of cortisone. He stops. He looks up. He says, oh, 
It was impressive. <laughs> uh, maybe one of the worst I've ever seen. Right. Now, most people take that as bad news. Yeah. But at that moment, I'm like, I'm fucking vindicated, David. Like, I told these motherfuckers that my knee was bad. And everybody thought I was just some whiny, snivelly little bitch who couldn't take the pain. And he's, oh, no. And so then he gave me the shot of cortisone. And then he put the x-ray up and he said, see all that white? Yeah. There should be something there. And there's <laughs> not with yours. And then on the side view, I mean, it's supposed to, like, sit on top. Yeah. And my shit is clearly separated. Cattywampus. Yeah, so... I just wanted to get in that word. Yeah, Cattywampus was the actual... That's actually... That might have been the description he gave to it. Um, so... He must like, have been old, because that's... Oh, well, no, he's actually that's a young a, guy. That's oh, why I okay. think, you know, Oh, yeah. And, and I... I don't know if I should get a second opinion, because apparently he says, well, your only fix is a replacement. He didn't even give me an option A, B, and C. He said, the only thing that's going to fix that is a replacement. He said, you don't want to do that right now, you know, because, you know, you might need another one six, eight years. But I'm thinking to myself, I told Liz, I said, well, um, what do you, you know, I mean, give unless me, you're break dancing, what do you need another knee for in six or eight years? Well, he said they don't, he, he said they don't last as long as you would think they would. So you might need another re- knee replacement in six, eight years. But I'm thinking the way I was feeling before that visit, right? and I'll get to the, that after you do your, uh, F you. Um, I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, I get, yeah, you don't want another one. You don't want knee replacement number two at 62. Yeah. But as we've talked, I've said many times in this podcast, I may be dead at 62. So why should I walk in discomfort? Well, you know, I, I'll take a good quality of life for the next five to seven years now. Right. And worry about five to seven years from now, five to seven years from now. Right. You know, why go through, why go to have seven years of misery Yeah, and then get my knee replaced, walk out of the hospital after my knee replacement and drop dead of a massive heart attack. You're like, well, I'm sure glad I got my knee replaced to go in the casket. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so most people would have taken that bad news. Like, oh, really? You died because it's that bad? I'm sitting there like, fuck yes, I told these fuckers that I was in bad shape. So to all you people who doubted me or thought I was just a pussy, fuck you guys because... One of the worst he's ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if I should give you a round of applause or a fist. I'll yeah, let's a, go fist bump. Cause there was, you go. Because I was proud of that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to just leave there and just like sprint out of there. It's like, I'll just shred it more then. <laughs> I'll teach everybody. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. Hey, you have any uh, for the week? Um, just a just a very, not a, not a super serious one. Um, just a, a combo. F you to uh, plus 80 degrees and six-hour track meets. That is just the most debilitating. I was absolute when I got done with that, I was I was done. I just maybe back in the day I could handle that, but just to to run around a track meet for what was it, six hours? The stupid thing started at three o'clock. Officially it started. We were there earlier. And we left Marysville, which is down by Port Huron, at 10.20 p.m. That's when I officially, you know, when the, when the whole thing was over. And, and, uh, and it was just, I don't know. Good thing we had water. We, you know, I hydrated. I, I got the sunscreen on. Uh, did all that kind of stuff. But, Jesus, Jenny, I'm, I'm getting too... I don't know if I'm getting too old for it. It's just, you know, everything leading up to it. You know, at the it's the end of the week. You know what I mean? Right. 
So it was the FU to the track meet or to the Mother Nature, basically? Both. I oh, said it was okay. a double, you know, to 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 that kind of temperatures and, and being out there for uh, three, seven hours. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, that was the story. We went out uh, with them Friday night, and he said, oh, man, I feel like a shitty friend. I didn't even ask you about your knee. How'd that go? I said, well, at this point, because this was Friday night. Right. I said, well, at this point, you're just going to have to wait till Monday morning, because he listens Monday oh, yeah. morning. So at this point, you're just going to have to wait till Monday. He said, seriously, you're not going to tell me? And then he's like, oh, well, then it must not be as you know as bad as the description. So, ah, see, I, I had a pretty good poker face that, that night, didn't I, <laughs> uh, Grandpa Blackhawk? So, yeah, anyway, like I say, I mean, how to be so proud of yourself for having a miserable knee? Most people would be disappointed, but I'm like, Yes. Now, my I have personal experience with my knee, I mean, if you do the rehab like you're supposed to, um, you know, you probably, I'm not saying you'll, it's not like it's a full recovery, but it usually works out pretty well. I've been, I've been doing the stretching from the rehab uh, fairly religiously, no, actually very religiously. He used to do it at least three times a day, and I've done it three times a day, sometimes more. But my question to you is now, I got the shot of cortisone on Monday. Didn't feel any different. Tuesday, went to work. Two hours into work, you know, I'm, I'm dragging old club foot, you know, because right. I could hardly move it. And I'm thinking, right. well, I fucking cortisone didn't work. Then Liz Googled it and sent me a screenshot. It said cortisone can take up 24 to 48 hours before it takes effect. Sure. Then my first rehab appointment was Wednesday. And when I left, when I left Wednesday... Right. Just from the little bit of stretching that the, right. the I, I'd give his name and give him a plug because anybody wants to go to the Covenant place I'm rehabbing, and I get a $25 referral. So if you've got any aches or pains, let me know. I'll hook you up. But he's a real <laughs> nice guy. I think he's a Filipino guy. Yeah. Real nice. And some of the stretch, I, I mean, yeah. I've actually even been able to walk Ruby on her short pass two times now. The quad still gets tired. Yep. Because actually, oh, that's the other thing about what the doctor said, which is the bit scary, not really vindicated as much on this. He said my femur is actually um, uh, dis not disturbed, uh, distor Just, distorted. Um, oh, it's, uh, it's a little abnormality because my femur is over the – because I told him, I said, well, let me tell you what this, Doc. I said, not that you need a long lifetime history, but the original injury was September of 92. Okay. I remember it because it was my wife-to-be was on me. You're not wearing a cast at our wedding because we were married in October of 92. All right. And, you know, when you're 25, you heal a little differently. So I sure. thought my – so I wrapped it and was on crutches for three days. And then, like, the fourth day, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel bad. So I thought it healed. And this being a podcast, the listeners didn't see my air, air quotes, quotes there. Yeah. Um, and then 25 years happens, and sure. a turn here, a twist there, working here, lifting there, da 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 da, getting old, and um, it was just like, so in that 28 years, I've become a little bow-legged, right? Bow-legged, and my femur is actually an abnormality with my femur because my femur is actually because I'm Went not a little walking lateral, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, and I still stay like. Even on today's walk with Ruby, um, the hamstring gets a little tight. So I'm just going to keep doing the stretching. And then if there's still that much discomfort when I go back in August, I may opt for the replacement and just yeah. say, fuck it. Well, I, that's when, I, when I'm training people, and I, especially kids, and they say, oh, well, I've got bad knees. And I'm like, your 
15 years old, okay? You don't have a bad <laughs> knee. Now, I shouldn't, I mean, most 15 to 18-year-old kids don't have bad knees. Um, they might have, there, there might be one in a million, but what ends up happening is if you think about it, all the muscles that come down, you know, your quads and your hamstrings and your IT band down the side, all those muscles and the ligaments on the end of them attach yep. across the knee joint, all your calf muscles coming up and your shin muscles coming up towards your knee, they attach and that's what all, you know, besides the tendons that actually hold the, the knee together, uh, but they all intersect and cross. Well, over time, when you get those tight muscles, either on the front of your knee, your hamstring, the back of your leg, uh, when something gets kind of goofy there, it can shift your knee. It can shift the joint. So then when you're doing stuff like walking Ruby or running or lifting, and you don't realize that it's that tight or that your knee has just shifted slightly, you know, you start grinding uh, the patella, you start grinding the meniscus, you start, you know, you're, it's, so when you do the stretching and the, um, and the, like you said, like rehab and you roll out, that's the big thing is rolling your muscles out as opposed to stretching them or pulling them apart. But I had the same thing where I went and got an MRI on my knee. It was so bad. And is when I started running, uh, to try to do five K's and 10 K's and whatnot. Uh, when I was getting up to half marathons and stuff and my knee pain got so bad and same thing, you know, uh, they said, well, you got a couple issues in there, but nothing, you know, major, we're not going to do surgery or anything, but you know, here's some pretty intense stretches and, and whatnot. And here's the areas you got to loosen up. And lo and behold, three weeks later, I'm religious about the stretching and the rehab and the knee pain goes away. It's gone. Well, hopefully, and so hopefully I'm in the same boat and listeners, um, either Dave knows what he's talking about or they're both full of shit because what did you say the one on the side is? IT band. Uh, the, the rehab guy told me, he said, your IT band is extremely tight. Yeah. He said, so we got to work on getting that loose because actually everything's so tight down there, my left kneecap is actually out of place. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I just had a kid complain about his knee the other day and you know, I said, well, we're going we're gonna to roll out on your hip. You know, and he looked at me funny like I'm an idiot. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I said, your IT band goes from the top of your hip all the way down to the, and I'm going to get super nerdy on everybody right here, but it's the IT band and the T is for tibia because it connects all the way across the knee joint to the top of the tibia. And so when that sucker gets tight, it literally, and it's so strong, it will literally pull your knee joint in a place that it, it doesn't feel good. So if you can stretch that out and roll out your hip and then the side of your leg a little bit and get that loosened up, you know, and lo and behold, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, oh, my knee does feel a little better. Thanks. All right. And I'm like, that's why I get paid the big bucks, bro. I think um, we may be able to uh, publish this episode in like to, to a medical journal. I think shit. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think the American Medical <laughs> Journal will take this episode and definitely publish it. Um, oh, speaking of walking Ruby on Friday, you know, I'm walking Ruby, and I got my earbuds in, and before I smell, before I heard anything, I smell, and I'm like, something smells good, and she comes up alongside, she's on roller skates, the shortest of shorts, and everything, so <laughs> already, already, in my, already in my mind, I'm thinking, 
Dear Penhouse Forum, you're not going to believe this. But alas, she just said, hi, cute dog, and skated away. I'm like, damn it, so close. But I already had, I already had the letter started in my head. So, listeners, that's episode 73 or 74. I think we've made reference to that. So, yeah. you don't know what I'm talking about. you gotta, you got to backtrack a little bit. Just a little bit. And uh, hopefully you don't have OCD like Mike, and you can actually backtrack without... <clears throat> going out of order, anyway. Yes. We ready to rate? I'm ready to rate. All right. You brought it, yeah. so you go first. Little fruit casket. I'm going... I enjoyed it. Decent drinkability, especially now that I'm down to the bottom. Uh, da-da-da. Uh, 3.50. All right. 3.50. And now. Good IPA. This is weird. You know, now there have been episodes where by this point I'm already shit-faced drunk out of my mind and, and you could have gave me a, a plate, full, of piss. plate full of piss. And I had to say, oh, that's a 3.99. David, delicious. Um, tonight's not one of them. We've, I've already discussed the prickly pear. Right. Bad decision. Or maybe for pot purposes, this is a good decision. Um, it's only a 12-ounce can, and I'm going to be honest with you. The first two drinks, Hit you. Bar- barely a two. It's an IPA, yeah. Barely a two. It was like, there's the flavor's not there, and it's just bitter. It's like, yeah. Okay. But, you know, so that's four or five ounces. The last seven ounces, Yeah. the bitterness wore off. The flavors came to. Yep. I don't like it 3.5, but I'm going to give it a solid three and a quarter. All right. Which is a hell of a come. That's almost a, that, this almost could be. That was a big high, comeback. Get, a, yeah. It, based on where it started. Yeah. This could be my favorite beer of the entire 75 episodes based on, because the first two drinks, it was like, this is terrible. <laughs> right. And it was like, all right. Then everything settled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, 3.25. All right. Let me check what our friends at Untapped are saying about Fruit Casket from Champion Brewing Company. All right, so 3,622 check-ins. Decent, but not a ton. 3.77. Oh. I don't know if I can... I'd I'd have to drink this a bit more to go... Yeah, I mean, maybe if I had there. a maybe if I had a second can, I, my rating would go up that much further. Because yeah, three seven seven seems high, but like I said, I mean, I had it initially. Well, you had, not, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I had initially had a two and wound up at three and a quarter. You so. acknowledged after the tenth can, you'd probably rate it at a four point two. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, this is not the tenth can. This will be the second tasting, and this one is really interesting. Uh, this is one of those where the can just caught my eye in the cooler. This is the Chocolate Manifesto Triple Chocolate Milk Stout from Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery. And it's 10% uh, alcohol by volume, 60 IBUs, uh, and a true specialty beer with much thought and even more chocolate. This Triple Chocolate Milk Stout is an indulgent treat for the... Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to leave it to the imagination of the listeners because 
if I tried to read everything on the can, this would be a two-hour pod. Yeah, actually, this, there's a lot going it, on. Oh yeah, in this, this, can. This, this can is so obnoxious with colors. And I, I damn near when I damn near had a seizure <laughs> <laughs> reading the can. That that in a strobe light. This is the first ever. This is Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery. Right. I don't think we've had any. And you did say craft brewery. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, you're right, wrong, right. but at, I don't remember too many of the companies that we do with craft brewery in the, in done, the name. We've done a couple Flying Monkey craft brews, uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember too many other ones. All right, looking at the can, God, this is where we got to go to YouTube so the listeners could play along here. What movie do you think of immediately when you see that three? Wizard of Oz. Boom! I, I knew it. Yep. And by the way, folks, that was not rehearsed. If you don't believe me, fuck you. And we can add that to the to the fuck you of the day. By the way, we're opening. Uh, there you go. Yep. Ah, chocolate No. Holy smoke. Oh, my God. It's like you're pouring a Hershey's chocolate bar in here. They weren't kidding. The can oh, is the smell. The can is legit. So far, haven't tasted it yet. Uh oh, hey, you went against pod rules. What are you doing? We didn't want to make a mess, so oh, we're, gotcha. you know we're gonna. We're, there was no true taster. That was a. Uh, that was a safety valve almost. Okay. It wasn't a tasting. It right. was a safety valve. Keeping it from getting on your notes. Yes. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Yes. Oh, this will wreck you. Yeah. Oh, it, it will this wreck you. Will this wreck you. We've had a number of chocolates. Holy on the on the pod. And can I rate this right now? <laughs> some, some, <laughs> uh, sometimes listener Jim Baird and uh, the commissioner of my IDP league uh, at the Big Dog. I don't know if that's his, really his Twitter handle, but uh, uh, the commissioner Big Dog Nate Meisel. He would enjoy this beer. Can't miss the can, Nate. Yellow and purple. The Chocolate Manifesto. Flying Monkey. This is the... Sweetest, tri- richest. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But not not sweet to the point where it's like, well, fuck, I should have just went to McDonald's and got a milkshake. Right. There's alcohol taste in it. Oh, yeah. But there's it's a clean chocolate taste. That's probably the lactose in it. So if you're lactose intolerant, I guess you're shit out of luck. Yeah, big time. Uh, that's what uh, I did read through the can at one point to make sure uh, wow, <laughs> to make sure there is... weren't any big words that I couldn't. But at, at somewhere on this can, they said the lactose was really going to bring out the chocolate. And there, apparently, there's three kinds of chocolate: Forest Garden, Roasted Whole, Cocoa, Cacao, just say cocoa, and Chocolate Mall. Whew. I don't know. Well, let's you know maybe have maybe, a, maybe by the end of the pint it'll be too rich and it'll be like Bleh. maybe that could th- be. this is that could be the, that. The, the the initial pull unlike the initial pull of fruit casket the initial pull of this has got me damn near giddy. <laughs> All right, we got sports in this Ooh. segment. Yeah, you know. Do we want to yeah. do we want to talk about the elephant in the room with sports as far as the PGA Tour? No, I wouldn't call it an elephant. Yeah, that's, I was that's say, usually not, a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, I don't, I don't know if anybody's really that offended with Phil Mickelson. No, okay, yeah. So that's a negative connotation. I'm just saying, like, that's, I think that's the, and I, I dare say, you know, the, the NBA 
playoffs is is a big thing in in sports right now. No, like the but, elephant in the room would have been like Mickelson would have won the PGA Championship with his dick out. <laughs> then that would have been like the elephant yeah, in the room. Okay. Like, can you believe Phil played the entire eighteen with his dick out? <laughs> Yeah. That would have been the elephant in the yeah, room. Okay, all right. So I I retract that. But um, the big news. Go with the big news first. Yeah, Phil. He's like our. He's like my age. Our age. He's fifty, fifty one. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, also known as lefty. Yeah. He's. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing because he's left handed, right? Yeah, yeah. He won. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. won the PGA Championship. That's Which awesome. Is- Crazy. Gives, I, hope, I, gives hope I want, to us. I want testing. Even cripples like you with a I bad want knee. testing because there's, he must have been <laughs> training with TB12 because <laughs> Phil Mickelson hasn't done nothing, hasn't done nothing, hasn't done anything in, what, 66 years? I don't know. Oh, was his a last, while. you know, a while. and he wins the PGA Championship. Maybe he's got his... I've uh, always liked Phil better than Tiger, though. Yeah, well, maybe he's got his arthritis under control. He does well, those he's commercials. Got, yeah, he's got to give me a call then because I bet you, he's I've, got those commercials. And for, you know what uh, I can say to you know what I can say to Phil? I bet you my X-rays are worse than yours, Phil. <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah. yeah. He said, "Well, I won a PGA Championship, so fuck you." Yeah, I won more money in one weekend than you're going to earn in your lifetime. That was fucking hurtful. Sorry, <laughs> but it's true. Well, wait, this pod is still on its infancy level. We just haven't gotten it off the ground yet because this pod will dwarf Phil Nick Nicholson's lifetime earnings. Eventually, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe if you make it to 129 years old, well, then we're gonna have to do that because now you now you've given me something to shoot for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't see much of the tournament other than today. Yeah, uh, I I watched some of it, and they were talking about how this course was gonna be real difficult on oh, people. Oh yeah, the and, wind coming off the ocean. Yeah, but and... like there are a lot of guys in the negative, so it wasn't that difficult. No, but he, you know, apparently he can uh, he can keep the ball low and steer it where he wants to. Um, yeah, so I'm like, you keep you keep uh, we talking. Don't want any, yeah, keep talking. Cause right. I'm trying to. I'm, I want to make a point here with Phil Mickelson's lifetime earnings. I think you're going to be shocked. Well, I know he's made a lot of money, but I, this pod's going to fucking make a lot of money too, Dave. Don't fucking sell it short, please. Because <laughs> otherwise, we have to find a new partner. If you don't have the confidence in us, you're gone. Right. You're done. So. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm going to shift while uh, we're looking up Phil Mickelson's earnings. That's something we rarely do is look up shit on the spot. Right. I'm going to talk uh, NHL Stanley Cup hockey. Um, nothing better, especially with fucking fans in the stands. Uh, well, unless you play in the North Division, because apparently Canada, which in April of 2020 was light years ahead of the United States as far as COVID. Yeah. Apparently they can't get ready. There's still no fans in the stands in Canada. I don't understand. And um, if you, if I, the only listener that I would imagine that would do this, Grandpa Blackhawk would do it, but he has seen it. He actually showed it to me. The only uh, listener that will actually take the time to do this, go to YouTube and search "hit on Tavares uh, Maple Leafs Canadians Perry hit on Tavares something along that." line and you want to talk about a hit that especially from the angle that's behind both players yeah i thought i thought Tavares was dead and then it was there was no, nothing malicious about it. it was just it was yeah sports right you know professional sports at a high rate of speed uh Tavares was on the ice for the blue jays blue jays that would have been weird the maple leafs 
and a Canadian player kind of checked him. That wasn't even dirty, but I mean, it was, he'd given him the business, so to speak. Right. Tavares lost his balance and was going down. Corey Perry of the Canadians is coming the other way and does everything in his power to try to avoid him. And his knee goes right into the right between the winkers, basically oh, of Tavares. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, damn! I mean, it looked like he, at super slow mo. It's like okay, well, you know, maybe well, even at super slow mo, it was pretty bad. But at instant, at live speed, looked like he decapitated him. <laughs> and the, and the, the person that felt the worst on the ice was Corey Perry. And then you see some tweets like, oh, you know, the blah blah blah. That was bullshit. Yada yada yada. It wasn't bullshit because hockey players have a code, and not one player from Toronto went after anybody from Montreal because if it would have been a dirty hit, there would have been it, oh, would, yeah. it would have been a bench brawl, and they, yeah. they would have sought retribution right then and there. But it, it was professional sports at the highest level, a high rate of speed, wrong place, wrong time. Right, and, right. I mean, but it's so YouTube it, and like I say, Tavares. Hit on Tavares, you should easily be able to find the videos. Game one of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs at Montreal eventually won game one. Toronto came back, won game two. Um, switching to basketball real quick. Uh, DraftKings had a, a boost. Book, uh, Devin Booker for the Suns versus LeBron James, total points. I bet my money on Devin Booker. Booker outscored him 34-18. Cha-ching. And the game <laughs> that's probably just starting right now, Edmonton is at Winnipeg, down 2 nothing. Winnipeg won two games in Edmonton, and now they're in Winnipeg. But again, there's no fans in the North Division. I can't see McDavid and Dreisaitl not living up to the hype because they're, they were supposed to roll this series. And um, oh, Colorado won the series. Eh? They were down one nothing. Steamrolled St. Louis to sweep St. Louis. Edmonton's um, up uh, in the first one nothing. All right. Well, I need one more. I need one more goal on that because I took Edmonton and laid a goal and a half, figuring they should win this one because they got to wake up eventually. They're a way better team than Winnipeg, and I wagered like sixty to win one hundred and thirty. So. By the time you listen, and you, and you know, by the time they listen, if uh, Winnipeg uh, wins oh, yeah. five to two, they're oh, gonna, yeah. everybody's going to be going. Ah! And, and not only that, not only that, there there will be a second fuck you segment. I'll give some, a second fuck you to Drysaddle and McDavid. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what so other sports? Do you want to know what I found? Okay, so Phil Mickelson, right? Yes, sir. According to one estimate. Uh, of the 2011 earnings comprising salary winnings, bonuses, endorsements, and appearances, Mickelson was then the second highest paid athlete in the United States. So 2011. This is a little while ago, ten years ago. All right. Now Wikipedia. I don't. I'm, I'm guessing if I scroll down a little bit more, um, over 62 million as of 2011. 53 million of which came from endorsements. So at that point, in He's 2011, only, in 2011, he only made not only, but he only made nine million dollars golfing. Uh, eleven. Sixty-two. No, million. no, no, nine, 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 yeah. nine. I'm getting it backwards. Sorry. Sixty-two you're right. million and God, fifty-three million dollars in endorsement. Yep. So in 2015, Forbes estimates Mickelson's annual income at fifty-one million. All right. Well, maybe the pod won't be quite as lucrative. Maybe it won't be quite as lucrative as Lefty's I career. I can take but. everyone in this neighborhood, everyone, 
triple their salary for their lifetime and not do that. Guy, and, the, and, the, and he's not the only one. You, you got Tiger Woods. Le, I mean, LeBron James probably dwarfs him in endorsements. Um, what's the soccer? Uh, Beckham and, and soccer, because oh, yeah. soccer is worldwide. But isn't that stunning? I mean, $9 million is a nice living. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, you and I together made we $9 million in our life. We lifetime. wouldn't know what to do if we made $9 million. He made $9 million in his profession. That year. And he doesn't even need to collect that. <laughs> with what he's made in endorsement. Oh, yeah. like, uh, oh, I made money golfing, huh? Well, ah, fuck it, I'll catch it eventually. But, yeah, I mean, wow. Like the Happy Gilmore, the big checks? Yeah. He's just got him sitting in the back of his car? And then, I I would have never thought this, the disparity would have been that high. God dang, man. $53 million in endorsements and a paltry $9 million in career. $9 million career earnings is shit, really. Well, no, I think that was $9 million that year. In 2011, uh, one estimate of 2000, no, it's of the 2011 earnings, that year he mm. made a $9 million golfing and $53 right. million in endorsements. All right, well. Between his golf ball, his hat, his golf yeah. clubs, his golf bag, his golf All right, shoes. so maybe maybe we should set the sights of the pot a little lower than Phil Nicholson. <laughs> maybe just a smidge. You know, we don't not sell ourselves short, but maybe just a little lower than what when you walk, he's done. When, when Phil Nicholson walks around the golf course and he's constantly smiling, you know why. He's like, because yeah. I'm here, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, obviously he has to still play well. Well, well enough to make 53 million. million. But fifty-three million endorsements—that's that he made. Because now that's a say. So now, that's the mind and that's the mind-boggling thing about money, which kind of nicely ties into what have we been watching. Can you show Netflix that's uh, your financial lit class? Yeah, you should show. It's kind of like an introduction, introductory level. Netflix's money explained. Okay. Money explained. Yep, there's there's like I think there's like it's six episodes, twenty four minutes an episode. One is on student loans. One is on retirement. One is on investing. Um, and there's three other. But it, it, I mean, it, basically, what it is is you remember those books that um, computers for dummies, fantasy sports for dummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically, this six episode Netflix series, Money Explained, is. I mean, like, you'll watch it, 2 nothing Edmonton. Come on, boys. Um, you'll watch it and think, I mean, you may be bored to sleep because it's so basic knowledge, but, like, if you have younger students. Oh, yeah, younger for students, sure. No, I, yeah. It, it, and it just, it, like, it breaks everything down into pie charts. Like, okay, well, the student loan is this, but then when you're only paying this, it actually becomes, and it just oh, kind yeah. of just spells it. Yeah, so. Um, oh, you should see what happens when I show them a 30-year mortgage amortization chart. And the kids and I scroll, 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 scroll for 360 months, you know, and show them how much they've paid off after, you know, 15 years. And and half of them, the light bulb comes on and they're like, what? Oh. That's what? That's not right. Can they do that? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much every day. Yeah. Well, that's a, and, that, and like I said, that kind of breaks it down as an interesting, easy watch, which naturally segues into as over 75 episodes I've told the listeners I absolutely love the Stanley Cup playoffs yep especially with fans sure. in the building last last year was cool the way they did it they had games like one after the other starting at noon it was cool 
but especially with fans in the building. And um, as I spit on the podcast did computer. Did you spit on my computer? Yeah, a little, little pretzel came flying out. <laughs> Chuck's Walla Walla. The guys in the cooler service department put the old face shields on when I get on a rant because they know there's going to be shrapnel. So they put the old, uh, I mean, this is even pre, this is well before COVID, they dropped the old face shield on when Mike gets on a rant because they know there's shrapnel going to be flying. <laughs> so, um, Especially after you eat granola. Yeah, yeah. or anything really. You know. Um and uh, but yeah, what is what is the NHL taking the back seat to? Right now, billions. Yeah. Oh, and people are thinking, well, Mike, you can watch billions anytime. Stupid. Why don't you? Like but Liz and I are hooked. It's just if I haven't said it enough, which I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, we've heard it. Fucking stupid. Turn the page. Get over yourself. Billions. Um, I think there was the first, this is not a spoiler alert, but we're in season four, six episodes in, and I want to say, and this has nothing to do with the plot, so it's not spoiling anything, season four, like episode three, I want to say it had its first death. Oh. And it was the chicken, and that, that's what I say, that's what's so weird about and this. And it was the, a what? It was called the chicken man, it had something oh. to do with the uh, stock market prices of uh, poultry. Okay. And the guy that controlled that, they found him dead. Okay, but and that's what's weird about dun, this. Dun, dun. That's what's weird about billions. I mean, there's more implied sex and actual sex, which is kind of disappointing. But I, I, you know, I get over it. And then there's no violence whatsoever. It's sure. all metal game. It's all yeah. mind fucks. Right. And it's you know one. I mean, it's, you really have to pay attention because I'm telling you, that's what suits is like. You're describing the 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 formula. You know the format. My mom suits. doesn't. My mom disagrees with you on suits. Oh. Not that she doesn't like the show, but there's one character, I, and I, she'll tell me tomorrow morning when I see her. There's one character she absolutely hates, and I, probably I, Lewis. Is it all right, mom? Is it Lewis? <laughs> it's probably. And I don't, you I don't love I, him or hate him. I don't know if it's the character or if the the real actor. She just she hates him, so she won't watch it. But okay. anyway, um, but yeah, so it's like there's there's nothing going on. But there's a lot going on. Gotcha. And it's just, it's, I, I love it. And then, so we have six episodes of season four and only five episodes in season five because season five was last year and then COVID and it shut it down. And they're, yeah. I think they're filming the rest of season five, you know, as we speak, as they say in the business. Right. Good. Um. Yes. What else you got for me, Dave? I, I, I was going to, I intentionally... Uh, Anticipatory? That's not even a word, is it? No. It, I, I was thinking originally we were doing What Do You Think, Dave, in the segment too, but I've got a couple dandies. So, for, well, the only what thing do you think, I got Dave, left... unless you have a lengthy random question or something else? No. The only thing I've got is uh, one article I read. All right, let's do that. And then we'll, okay. after for the third taste, and we'll do What Do You Think, Dave, and random sure. question. So, uh, some good things that came out of COVID. All right. One of them is uh, Ruby Mike, losing fifteen pounds. Ruby losing fifteen pounds. We've already acknowledged right. that. The other one was just uh, things that had to do with beer. So I don't think COVID hurt the microbrewery industry too much. But one of the things that came out of it uh, was open air beer gardens and patios. Now, not only for beer, but for restaurants, etc. Couldn't have anybody inside. So restaurants expanded their outdoor patios, 
you know, made more outdoor seating. Uh, you know, our one of our favorite places, Cody's here in yep. Saginaw, uh, they expanded their outdoor seating, uh, you know, put some money into that and restaurants and uh, micro brews that are building beer gardens, etc. I mean, they've they know that this is going to be a thing beyond COVID. Uh, people enjoy sitting outside like that. I've told you one of my favorite places to go is uh, Sutton's Bay uh, to Hoplot. And actually, I've got my Hoplot glass ready to go for the third tasting. But that beer garden is amazing. Um, uh, loyal listener and uh, guest on the show, George Drown. He actually, and right now I'm apologizing because I can't think of the microbrew. He had a friend start one. Uh, in the Grand Rapids area, and he went down there for a week to uh, help construct his beer garden uh, at his microbrew. Shoot. Uh, GK, if you're listening, uh, you're going to have to shoot that name to me. I apologize for Put forgetting. Put it on a Facebook page. There you go. And uh, But, it, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially, you know, live music, stuff like that. Uh, it's It's really enjoyable, so... It was kind of one of the cool things, uh, an actual article that talked about the, the some of the positive things that have happened uh, due to COVID. So, besides Ruby losing yeah, fifteen it, pounds, yeah. So, um, we ready? Has, has there been any? Oh, speaking of COVID, I wasn't going to talk COVID this episode. It's going to be a COVID free, but you brought it up. So, masks for vaccinated people, mm-hmm. outdoors, Ixnay. Masks for anybody. Stop. Okay. Masks for vaccinated people, like right now. Yeah. Ixnay. Okay. Then on July 1st. Yeah. Mask outdoors for everybody. So now, again, <laughs> a 50 episode. I know where you're, obviously 50, everybody 50 knows ep- where you're going yeah, Exactly, because a 50 episode running joke is what in the fuck is the difference between like right now in July first, because even one of our uh, the one of the places that we get our most of our beer for, and I'm not going to give them a sponsor because I really don't like their customer service there. So fuck them. There's another fuck you there for you. I'm not going to give them a plug, but that the sign on their doors. If you're our vaccinated, you can. But until July first, if you are not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Two things on that. Number one, due to HIPAA laws. How you are you doing? Yeah, you can't ask for that because that's privacy. Right. Now, to travel internationally is different because other countries don't give a fuck about HIPAA. So it's like, hey, show the <laughs> vaccine or you ain't coming to the country, motherfucker. Right. And secondly, what is the magical difference between... Yeah. And here's another magical difference. I, I wanted to go to the... Between loop. now and... Right. To finish that sentence, what's the magical difference between now and July 1st? And I'll even give you a short-sighted view. Not a short... A, a, a smaller sample size, not a short-sighted view. I'm never short-sighted. All right, so here we go. I wanted to go to the Loons game yesterday. There was nothing going on Saturday. Sure. My Friday night. Yep. As, you know, so I looked. Sold out because Dow, Dow Diamond's still at... 30 to 50% capacity. Sold out. It was a beautiful night for baseball, Saturday night, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, on Tuesday, outdoor venues have no capacity limits. So what is the difference between Saturday? What's the magical difference between Saturday? Let's say Dow Diamond holds 6,500. Yeah. 
Right. So last night's crowd was a sellout at thirty-two fifty. Right. Yeah, man, that's good. Thirty-two. Yeah, that's I'm trusting fucking you. Yeah. right. Yeah. So last night's crowd was a, a COVID sellout, thirty-two fifty. But on Tuesday, if the loons were to play at home, yep, they could get sixty-five hundred in that motherfucker. Right. So where what what has magically transpired from Saturday to Tuesday? It could very well be just the government red tape, blah blah blah, and more blah. That's the only and difference. And more and more and more blah because there's if it's government red tape, it's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Sell the place out. Because <laughs> there's no difference between Saturday and Tuesday. Right. None whatsoever. I'm just and, telling you. And if everybody, that, if everybody that leaves Tuesday's game at the Dow. Right. If there is a game at Tuesday. If everybody that leaves Tuesday's game at the Dow mm-hmm. dies because there were 6,500 people there with COVID and everybody dies of COVID the next day, they were going to die if they went Saturday. So what's the difference? Yeah. Saturday, Tuesday. The, all these well, it's little, the same thing. All these little magical dates. Like, oh, July 1st. Even I'm vaccinated. Oh, it's a free-for-all. No mask. Hey, whatever. Well, it's the same thing with, with high school sports right now because, you know, it, my kids track meets the week before. No. Uh, yeah, the week before uh, the 21st, Friday the 21st. The week before that, you can only have uh, 16 teams or uh, eight schools, double gender. So that would be 16 teams technically, you know, a, bo- a boys team and a girls team, eight schools. Two times eight is sixteen. Right. Yeah, okay, math guy, you're just yeah. staring at me. Oh, so yeah, I I'm with, I'm with that. All right, so anyway, I would have corrected you. So a week later on a Friday, uh, their track meet could have sixteen schools at their regional track meet. Right. So right. that and how many people do you think were wearing a mask when it was like 105 degrees at that place? With 16 schools and 500 kids and another 500 kids or another 500. Well, not more than 500. You know, over 500 parents roaming around and in the stands. How many masks I'm gonna do you say, think? I'm going to say less than eight and a half percent. Zero. Nobody. You know what no. I mean? Well, there may be, there may have been a couple people, but I sure as hell didn't see them. Right. So I mean, like you said, I mean, we're we're phasing out right now, and so people are just trying to get a handle on, you know, what they have to do or what they feel comfortable with. Blah blah blah. But like you said, there's no. It, it all falls into the COVID logic file. I still don't have my damn T-shirt, so. Um, Got to get on Crimson Dragon. I do. I, I I don't know. I a, I asked for a T-shirt. I asked for my copywritten, trademarked, COVID logic T-shirt a long time ago, and I don't know where the hell it is. Jamie, where's my T-shirt? Got to get Davis T-shirt and one final shot before we rate little chocolate manifesto. Coworker, he'll remain lameless, but he doesn't listen to the show anyway. But. He he, but he did tell me I will be dead in six years because I would I got the Pfizer shot. Oh, Pfizer Moderna shots, you'll be dead in six years. Well, somebody else he said got that he too. got Johnson. This particular person got the Johnson Johnson, so he's fucking fine and dandy, Randy. Probably because that's the shot he got, but yet he's still the one that's wearing the latex gloves, which actually everybody's just like, well, that was kind of stupid to begin with. But anyway, and I'm like, you know what? Like disinfecting your groceries? You know what, Mr. Rogers? I could walk out of the building right here and be hit by a stray bullet and be dead right at the doorstep. But you know what? I'm still leaving this motherfucker. Oh, no, you know, but it's um, 
um, you know, you know, it, because of this, that, and the other thing, and he went into a whole tirade about Bill Gates being on Jeffrey Epstein's Oh, my God. Who's I, putting this information out? Because I heard this from somebody else just on it Friday. Was, it was on TikTok. Oh, because TikTok now is the official. Apparently so, but apparently, you know, the, you know apparently. What are we doing the, trying to get in the American Medical Journal with this episode? We're, we should just be putting it on actually, TikTok. Actually, Nick has told me we should put the hints for the podcast on TikTok. Oh, my God. But that's but the funny thing is that there, oh. there are a lot of pictures of that Epstein Island with a lot of powerful people, which is scary in and of itself. Oh but, my god! But yeah, that, so that's the same thing he's saying. He's like, yeah, Bill Gates. That's why his wife left him because he spent too much time on Epstein Island. I'm like, all right, well, that has nothing to do with me, and I got to get out of here. See you later. <laughs> I said, that, I said, all right, so and so, I got to rate the Chocolate Manifesto. <laughs> well, let's do that. Shall all we? right, so. Um, Your turn. What is? What do they say on uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Wasn't it Scrump Delicious? I that may have. I, I, think I, so. I, I think, and we've had seventy-five times three is not exact. Is fifteen two hundred twenty-five beers? Ish. Co- yeah, two hundred twenty-five beers ish. I'm gonna say. What would you say of the two twenty-five? Thirty chocolate brands. Give or take. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Probably, I would say 20 to 30. Closer to 20. Um, if memory serves, this is easily the best of those chocolate beers. As the listeners know, I go on a beer-to-beer, pod-to-pod. I went three. This is way better than Fruit Casket. 401. 401. Loved it. All right. You, yep. You, Anything you, else? Nope. Go ahead and rate, and then well, I'll, one. I don't know if you can drink eight of these in a night because I think your belly will hurt before I Maybe. said belly. Have we ever said belly on this podcast? I don't know. It's, well, it's probably not as bad as if you would have said tummy or something uh, yeah. like. That. Yeah, you would have had a tummy, a belly, or a tummy ache after like the fourth one of these because it's rich oh, but yeah. delicious. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I this might be. One of my favorites. Uh, the listeners yeah. know, you know, I've got the stronger sweet tooth of the two of us. I'm going four point three zero. Woo! Yep. All right. Hey, four point three zero because even if even if I get down two or three of these, by the time I get to the third one, the ten percent's probably going to knock me out before I get a tummy ache. <laughs> well, do you well, know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I won't even. And it's a point. On, I won't even fight you on the 4.3 ranking, which is a hearty, robust ranking, because in that pint, yeah, I think the chocolate outweighed the alcohol. I did not. The, this does not taste like a 10 percenter. No, I mean there's some 10 percenters that our listeners will know that I the um, the, um, the, uh, um, or the, the first the, or the first pull on it. You're like <laughs> woo, right? Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, excellent, no. excellent, excellent choice, David. Thank you. And I, I will say this. Uh, if you're buying the singles, which I did, uh, it was $5.99, so $6. And normally, if we go with the Mike Klein rating method, you know, if you look for value, I would still I would still pay that for two or three of these if it's one of those occasions where I'm just going to sit there and I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to oh, be yeah. anywhere. And I could just – and this would be so amazingly enjoyable. Um I, I would do that. So, ergo, my three, my four point three zero rating. What did our uh, 
find friends on Untapped. Are they with us or against uh, us? On that, I gotta David? check that. Let me check. Um, I have it right here. Actually, I do have it right there. And I look. Okay, so now sample size wise, so this is pretty. This is legitimate here, validated and verified. Thirty-eight thousand tokens. So that's a good. That's a good healthy yeah, that's a, that, sample yeah, size. That's, that's very good. So for them, four point one three. Oh, and maybe damn it, right smack dab in the middle of us. Basically, so we've we've said it a million times. We'll say it a million one. Uh, the higher alcohol. Uh, you know, some of the more, the bitter, uh, the, the, you know, like you say, the, the uppercut to the, yeah. to the jaw, but it may not for me anyway, it may not have gotten the higher 4.2, 4.3, 4.4 rating because you really can't, like you said, you can't taste the alcohol. You can't right. taste the 10%. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Oh my God, Mike, that, that's going to be a hard one to follow up on, but we're going to give it a shot with our third tasting. And our third tasting comes from comes from the Brooklyn Brewery in Utica, New York. And this is called Pop Art. Oh, not Pop. I keep wanting to say Pop Art. It's Pulp Art. P-U-L-P. Pulp Art. Uh, again, from Brooklyn Brewing in Utica, New York. It's their Tropical Hoppy Hazy IPA. Uh, comes in at 6.5% alcohol. And the infamous NA, as far as the IBUs are concerned. Uh, just a regular 12-ounce can. Kind of got a funky yeah, color a pattern. Almost a Neapolitan co uh, color scheme to there it, you if you will. Um, and to Brian, Chuck, and Nick, and actually even Nate or Mike Kerchuk that I worked for, if you can text me when you listen to this episode of the coworker that told me that I was going to die because I had the Pfizer shots, I will supply you with some uh, flights, football, and anything else swag, courtesy of uh, Crimson Noggin. So just send me a text if you have any idea which of our co-workers would have told me that oh you had uh pfizer oh, you'll be dead in six years cheers, cheers. <laughs> definitely definitely tropically tropically happy yes and uh, i think that i think that's pretty accurate uh, even after accurate. smoother i think than uh fruit casca yeah Mm -hmm. uh, very I'm, I'm glad we broke up uh, Fruit Casket and Pulp Art with the Chocolate Manifesto because very similar taste between Fruit Casket and Pulp Art, although Pulp Art with the NA is nearly is not nearly as bitter. Correct. Correct. Agree. So now, before we get into what do you think, Dave, in our uh, weekly random question, mm -hmm. first guest of the pod... My nephew, Alex Grace, I saw one of his Instagram posts uh, a couple weeks ago. Him and his friends, him and his friends rented a house in somewhere in Florida, yada, yada, yada. And every single picture I saw them, I saw that he posted was they had a can of Truly in their hand. And at first I'm thinking, ah, what a <laughs> bunch of pussies. Okay, I thought that's probably where you're going <laughs> right, to go with that. But right. 
then two things I'm like I'm looking I'm like well these guys are like chiseled damn near like Greek gods so perhaps maybe how to get off the IPA in the <laughs> six months pregnant look and then this other thing is like you know is that a de- is that an option for one episode like yeah we're IPA guys we were craft right. beer guys and whatever but like do we put truly black cherry versus Bud Light black cherry versus Nah, white claw black cherry. Sure. Do we do a? We could do that because that might be hard, pretty funny. Because I might vomit on the first and the third. I mean, there, I mean, if, uh, <laughs> that would be funny for the listeners, maybe. Most, or that's the one we would put on YouTube. Most uh, hard seltzers are five percent, which is typically like a Budweiser. Yeah. But they're like all the rage. I mean, and like and they, like I said, these these you know, these guys are sitting there drinking truly at their. And, I, and hey, at first, Alex, I, I was ragging on you, but I'm like looking, and even Alex posted on his Instagram, it was like, so-and-so, I don't know who it was, I've never met one of his buddies that was down there, but he's like, first of all, so-and-so isn't this ripped, he had some pretty good lighting, because, oh. I, mean, he, I mean, he did, I mean, he was like just ripped, in his, you right. know, and it was like, and then, but, but every picture on there, somebody had a can of Truly, and I'm like, all right, are we, and then. Um, are they getting paid for that? But I, that I don't know. I, mean, I know my older boy's not getting paid because what he he drinks uh, natty ice. Well, um, so hard seltzers. See the hard seltzers. I cannot wrap my palate or my brain around those. That's things. what I thought. I was wondering if I mean if, if truly. Yeah. Well, there's fucking pun, isn't it? Yeah, truly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, we're beer, but. Would that be a, a worthy episode if you put three hard seltzer black cherries against one another and see which one is the best? I say we do it. All right. There it is. Hey, thanks, Alex, for uh, feedback on the pod, even though you had no uh, knowledge of it. <laughs> All right. You got some – you want you want my input on some yes, I do. worldly – and Yeah. And Whatever. I actually have – I have two what do you think, Dave's. All right. And I have my own thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And I have not heard, especially on the second one. Okay. I have a take that'll blow your mind, mm-hmm. and I have not heard it yet. So anyway, let, let's get to the first one. All right. Tuesday night, Spencer Turnbull of the Detroit Tigers. Yep. Twirls a 5 nothing masterpiece no-hitter against the Seattle Mariners. Yep. For the sixth no-hitter of the Major League Baseball season. My, but mind you, I don't know if you've checked your calendar or not. It's only May. Right. We've had six <laughs> no-hitters. Right. Secondly, not secondly, but fast forward the clock one day from there. Wednesday night. Yep. The Klubinator, Corey Kluber. For the New York Yankees. Yep. Strikes out nine in a two to nothing no hitter. Right. <laughs> for the seventh no hitter right. of the Major League Baseball season. So, question to you is twofold A, all these no hitters good for the game. B, do you have any explanation for it? I mean, like, you know, because the Major League Baseball record for no hitters in a season is eight, and that's 1894. Right. And, um, that was like, 
Yeah, we don't even count fucking records in 1894. So, so the modern day record, which is considered right. 1900. Oh God, did I just snort? Um, yeah, because it was funny. Shit, you snort one, it's funny. The modern day record is seven. So yeah, yeah. So how how do you how can you? Okay, so yeah, is it good for the game? No. Ultimately, in the long run, it's not good for the game. People want to see hitting. They want to see people running around the bases. They want to see action. They want to see scoring. I don't know of any analytics of any sport. Um, soccer in particular has been trying to figure out how do we get more scoring in the game without uh, taking away from the essence and the, the pureness of the game. How do we get more scoring involved? Um, for baseball, same thing. Um, you know, yeah, an occasional no hitter is very exciting because, you know, once you get to the latter innings, you know, you're, now you're focused on, you know, you, you don't want somebody to, to hit. Uh, so, yeah, no, in the long run, I don't think it's good for the game. Why are they having so many no hitters? Uh, I think you brought it up on the pod. I can't remember, you know, maybe four episodes ago, five episodes ago. People, the, the hitters are actually trying. Yeah, you're, you're messing up my yeah, monologue here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> my phone, my phone just went off. Go ahead. Um, no, I think you mentioned that, you know, that everybody's, everybody that gets up to the plates trying to hit a dinger. So, you know, gone to the days of the, the Cal Ripkins and the, you know, the, um, uh, okay, I'm at a loss. But, you know, just trying to score runs and yeah. get base hits. Chicks and trying dig to, the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, you're going to get more strikeouts, more, yeah. All right. Quick correction before corrections corner and hey at fishman8 i'm getting better with the uh prelim work although admittedly it was during the moment prelim work and i thought when i said it it was wrong fact checked it turnbulls was the fifth of the season kluber's were the sixth of the season the major league record is eight the major league record is eight in one season but that's 1894, so we don't even count records from 1894. And then the modern-day record is seven no-hitters in one season. So that said, Turnbulls was the fifth, Kluber's was the sixth. And personally, Dave, I agree with you that it is not good for the game. The explanation for it is just like you said. I mean, guys in... Baseball now, your contract is paid by going deep. I mean, it's Major League Baseball in the porn industry. You go deep. <laughs> you, you go deep or you're unemployed. Of course, of course <laughs> you're, you're going to make that connection. Well, yeah. But uh, it's, fucking yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great analogy. You go deep or you're out of a job. <laughs> you know, so... Um, and hence, I don't, I'm not in the porn industry and I don't play Major League Baseball. So... Um, but, yeah, so, you know, again, the chicks dig the long ball, the trajectory angle, and teams will play. And that's why the New York Yankees have not won World Series like they're accustomed to, simply because over the 162-game season, they just beat the brains out of everybody by just mashing them to death. But then when they get in the playoffs against a little better pitching, now all of a sudden the home, run, home runs dissipate, and they can't win, and they, their offense is stagnant. So, um, and the other thing I don't think is good for the game is because back when they weren't as commonplace, you would go to the, you know, 
And like in the seventh inning, you'd like be at a game and you'd, you'd tap your buddy, like, hey, fuck, he's got no hitter going. Fuck, we may see no hitter here. Yeah. Oh, fuck, come in. And then even if it's the visiting pitcher, you're like, you're like watching, like, well, fuck, I want to be at a game where there's no hitter. Right. Fucking ain't right. right. Exactly. Come on, let's go. Yeah. yeah. But now if there's no hitter, you know, it's. If every week there's a no hitter, you're just yeah, like, oh, like, shit, let's get out of here before the traffic gets bad. Exactly. It'd be, you know, it, you know again, you know. Per my pod, usually it'll be like, you know, hey, uh, I uh, slept with that prostitute on 3rd and Tuscola. And you, you'd be like, hmm, yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> you know, there, I mean, there's a, a no-hitter should be special. And, then, you know, here's a totally different segue unrelated to what do you think, Dave, on the no-hitter. There have been two three-pitch innings in the major, league, major leagues this year. And they go unnoticed. And to me, that is... It's absolutely amazing that it could possibly be a three-pitch inning because the third hitter of the inning, if you come up and there's two outs on two pitches and you fucking swing the bat, you should be cut. (laughs) And if you look, you you wouldn't think it would be as common, but if you Google um, three-pitch innings, which is a stat that's not really a stat, so it's not really kept, there's like... 50 National League names and 50 American League names. I don't know how often it happens. Like, as the third hitter of an inning, how the fuck do you swing at a pitch? I don't even give a... I don't care if it's a batting practice fastball. If you if the first two hitters made outs on two pitches, how do you... I mean, you've got to lay the bat down and say, there ain't no, I can, no way I'm making a third out on the third pitch. Right. Um, oh, and before we get to what do you think, Dave, number two, the New York Yankees... Here's like a subsidiary of what do you think, Dave? What is more bizarre that the fact that the New York Yankees became the first team in Major League history to have a no-hitter, turn a triple play, and have a walk-off win in a three-day span. So what's more amazing, the fact that the New York Yankees did that or the fact that somebody actually fucking fact-checked that to see if it ever happened in the Major League. Over, like, let's say the Major League started in 1894. Math guy here, 106 years gets us to 2000, 220. You know, so 126 years of games. You have to go through it. You know, okay, no, you have to cross right. right. What's more amazing, that New York Yankees did that or that somebody actually fucking fact-checked it and found out that they were the first to do it? What's more amazing? It's the fact that they did it. No, because you know there's guys out there that that's pretty much right. all they're living for. And, yeah, they have the databases and the But you talk about a weird... abacus. Oh, yeah. yeah you I'm talk not, about I'm a not, word that no-hitter, yeah. triple-play, walk-off win in a three-day span. Right. There, Kluber, and I believe the walk-off win in the triple-play came in the same game on Friday night. Kluber's no-hitter came on Wednesday. Yeah. So, as Seinfeld would say, bizarre world. <laughs> For sure. I mean, no, you know, there's there's people out there that are just waiting to crunch numbers, wishing they were, uh, you know, they had they could get out their abacus and, you know, you know what I mean. That's the second time you use abacus tonight. Did yeah. I say abacus yeah. earlier? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't, don't, don't think it's gone unnoticed. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I am know. the eyes and ears of this institution. I guess we're right. talking about math, so I just think about an abacus. All right. What do you think, Dave, number two? And I'm going to be honest. It's my take that I'm more looking forward to, and hopefully you have a brilliant one. 
Right. But I have a take, and I told uh, Grandpa Blackhawk this Friday at dinner, that, again, I have not heard anybody else say, and if I'm going to lie, I'm going to lie big. I'm going to lie, hey, boy, the, ooh, the last three days I spent with Jennifer Aniston was woo, <laughs> phenomenal. No offense, Liz. Love you. Um, but if I'm going to lie, I'm going to lie big. I'm not going to lie about something this mundane that nobody gives a fuck about. But anyway, in the news recently in the NFL, yep. Jacksonville Jaguars have signed Tim Tebow. Thoughts? Why? All right. And if you're going to leave it at that, that's that's my th- That's my thought. Why? Brilliant. And I'm going to give you the fucking reason why that none of these experts that are making the millions of dollars they are and we're getting pennies on the listens thanks to Anchor.com. Thank you, Anchor.com. Anchor.com is the best. And I'm going to give you the reason why. All right. Anchor.fm, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Did I say Anchor.com? Yeah. That's okay. Anchor.fm. Yes. Anchor.fm. All right. Here's why, and as, as twisted as this is, you're going to have to okay. I'm scratch ready. your ten, 10 and your chin and say, you know what? All right. Who's the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars this year? Uh, or going into next year. Excuse me. That was a weird burp. That was a good one. Um, I'm not going to remember. His Urban name right Meyer. Now. Thank you. Where's Urban right. Meyer? Ohio come State from? coach. Before Ohio State, he was at Florida. Florida. Thank you very much for playing yep. along. So <laughs> now you wouldn't think that first round million dollar draft picks would need this, but as Urban Meyer, who is a college coach, he's never coached at the pros. Right. He is, he, he's got to go to what he knows, right? right I mean, right. You, you do what you do because right. you do it and you know it, and so you, you, you go for it. He's a college coach. He mines and sculpts the minds of young men and gets them to believe in a system. At the NFL, doesn't necessarily work. See Nick Saban. Nick Saban was yep, yep. near a as near a complete failure with the Miami Dolphins as one could possibly be, and yet is considered one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Correct. No one can argue that. So Urban Meyer has to go with what he knows. What better way to take the heat off of Trevor Lawrence Right. by saying, you know what, L- let me revert back to one of my the guys that I coached. Because mm-hmm. Tim Tebow played for Urban Meyer. At Florida. At Florida. And at Fishman 8, God, I hope that's correct because I haven't fact-checked that. But I know I know Tebow played at Florida, and I know Urban Meyer coached at Florida, so I put two and two together. So yep. what if he said, hey, Tim, yeah, need you to do me a favor. I want to take the heat off of Trevor Lawrence. Right. I want to sign you. Now, I can't sign you as a quarterback because, you know, we kind of saw how you're – NFL quarterback career wound up. Yeah. And plus with the whole Kaepernick deal, that's bad PR if I give you a sh- – and you, there's no way you're going to dethrone Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback. But what if, you know, hey, you were in the Mets organization. You're a professional athlete. You're only 32 years old. You're only 32 years old or 31, 33, whatever he is. Yeah. What if I bring you on and – Hey, if you make it, you make it great. I mean, we're not really expecting much of you, but sure. what I can do is I can deflect some of the criticism and some of the judgment and some of the pressure off Trevor Lawrence 
who is the first round, you know, sure, first sure, round sure. picks in the NFL are, you know, should be successful. Yeah. Or that's the perception. And again, that normally doesn't work with million, but Urban Meyer is a college coach. So he's going back to what he knows. So he reaches out to Tim Tebow and says, hey, look, I need something from you, bro. Um, we're going to bring you on. And they did sign him to a contract. Now, whether he makes a final roster, now that's neither here nor there. Correct. But all you haven't heard anything about Trevor Lawrence. Yep. It's all Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. That's an insult to tight ends around the world. Tim Tebow, this and Tim. And then even uh, some people say, well, Colin Kaepernick has been on. It's like, well, Colin Kaepernick's not a fucking tight end. Right. Tim Tebow is your tight end. And this, so now what is Trevor Lawrence doing? Trevor Lawrence is in the background. Yep. Trying yeah, to no, learn yeah. an NFL system. Yep. Because Urban Meyer is going back to his roots. Because Urban Meyer is, because college and pro are different things. You, you're you're managing and doing different things, college and pro. Urban took on the challenge of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But ultimately, you, you revert back to what you know, right? Right. It's like, all right, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, can right. sculpt and right. mold young men. And he's trying to do that with he, Lawrence. Yeah, and he reached out to T-Bone and said, hey, look, hey, if you make it, great. You know, you, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you know, you, you'll get a nice $300,000 paycheck and you, you can, maybe I'll put you on special teams here and there. And if you don't make the team, you know, it, it was a good storyline, but I take the heat off my first round NFL draft pick right. and let him try to, you know, let him get into the, I mean, and I have, that's the reason I think they did it. I have not heard that at all, but I think it is as sound an argument. Because you hear people like, the people are irate that Tim Tebow is getting a chance. Like, Tim <laughs> Tebow is like the devil. It's like, he's here, oh, the world didn't need Tim Tebow was signed as a tight end. Oh, you can't play tight end. He's 30 years old. Oh, fuck, the world did And that, that's why right. I think it was done. Yeah, no, I, you know what? And, and this is one of those things where you sound so sure of this. You're so sure of yourself. There's been probably four or five times where something like this has happened. We come out with a pod Saturday night or Sunday night, and either Monday or Tuesday on ESPN or you know on the national uh, the a national <clears throat> on the national. Come on, Dave. You know nationally right. on one of the the media outlets. It's almost verbatim what you said. Yeah. Yeah. And all we're asking for is a chance to get a slice of Phil Mickelson's career, <laughs> career earnings. That's all we want. That's all we want, David. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I wouldn't doubt that somewhere along the line this week, somebody is going to come up with something on you know one of the morning shows, the football shows, uh, whether it be ESPN or or, uh, or Fox or whatever, and they're going to say. Damn near exactly what you just said. So, yeah, I, I haven't thought... Well, I hope that's the case, too, because that'll be another fuck you to everybody. It's like, I am the greatest person in the world, and <laughs> you're all commoners to me. Fuck everybody. That's not good for... That actually might be better for this, because everybody would hate me so. Well, yeah, it's like you said about like Notre Dame. You either yeah. love them, or you want to watch them because you want to see them lose. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be that guy. Clay <laughs> Travis is that guy. That Clay Travis is the modern-day hero of that. All right. Every, you, the you, anti-hero. You, you like you love Clay Travis, or you want to stab him in the eyeball with a pencil. <laughs> and uh, speaking of yeah. stabbing the eyeball with a pencil, sure. Before we get to the random question, Dave, because that always reminds me of something. Um, I'm telling you what. 
Local news, no names name, no joke here, but it's fat. All right. The, when this pot is up into the stratosphere of Phil Mickelson's earnings. Right. And I say something that pisses you off, or you say something that pisses me off, or, you know, we part ways and you go on to stardom and I'm a loser or vice versa. Sure. Pact we're making here on episode 75. I'm waiting. If one of us kills the other one. Okay. Our agreement here today is you face the music afterwards. You own up to it. You own up to it. You face the music. You do the time. Whatever. Do, do you, I get to keep the microphone and the computer oh, and sure. take it to prison? That that you have to work out with your attorney. But I'm just <laughs> saying we don't go off the Z bridge. Okay. Right. Because if you're gonna if you're going to kill me, sure. At least own it. Okay. Where the hell is this coming from? You didn't read the notes on like somebody can't. Uh, Fuck, nobody from Camelot Apartments listens to our podcast. <laughs> Camelot Apartments. Okay. Guy killed his wife right. in front of his kids. What? Fled, went to the Zilwaukee Bridge, jumped. Oh. They, then the next day they found him at the bottom of the Titabwasi or Saginaw River or whatever it's called. So that's our pact. It's like, if you're going to kill me, hey, cool, whatever. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. If you're mad at me, you're mad at me. But don't fucking cop out and cheat and... Piss and moan, fucking jump off the Z bridge. Own it, you know. Hey, I don't mind you going on the lamb. I mean, if you spent three years of, of, of you know, eluding the police, I don't expect you to turn yourself in the minute, the minute you kill me. But don't fucking kill yourself. Own up to say, hey, you know, you know, he fucking said something. He made one too many death jokes or COVID jokes or well, that's why porn I got, jokes or that's something. That's why I saw a fruit casket <laughs> right. the, with the, yeah, and I got that. Okay, well, yeah, Mike so, needs to be able to so try that So that's what I'm saying is like, you know, so if it ever comes to that, our pact is, hey, try to get away with it. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> of course. But you don't fucking kill yourself after you kill me. Okay. All right. I agree. Exactly. You know, because you go to the, you, you face attorney and say, have you ever listened to some of our podcasts? I put a head to put up with this drunk ass for 79,000 episodes. And then the jury may say, you got a point. It's best. <laughs> so anyway, so all yeah. right, that's our pack. Anyway, right. that's it. Random question. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Ready? Best food you've ever eaten at a ballpark and I know this is a great question because you've been to all but three. Two. Two. Sorry. The best one that I've ever eaten at a ballpark is funny that we just talked about this as we, meaning Liz, Nick, and myself. Uh-huh. I can't even remember. Uh, uh, shit. Well, I don't even know what it's called, but I'll describe it. And you were with me yeah. at that ballpark. The best ballpark oh. food I've ever ate was yeah. at Tropicana Field. And it was what? What was it called? A street taco? Yeah. And it was a. It was a really? corn on the cob, laced with not laced, but covered with <laughs> everything. sauces and bacon, and everything, cheese. And everything. That is the best ball. And the hype of the Dodger dog, vastly overrated. Extremely disappointed in the Dodger dog. But yeah, that um, I want to say it's called the street taco at Tropicana Field in Tampa, Florida. Easily the best food, hands down, without question. Fenway Frank's decent. 
it, but that would be more me being biased towards being a Red Sox fan. Right. So I'm going with I I want I want to say it's a street taco. It came it was a roasted corn on the cob and it had a fucking bunch of shit on it. it was delicious. Yeah, and here's the thing. I asked that question because, you know, we're getting into this we're getting into summer, we're getting into baseball more. Um, it's an appropriate question, especially since you've been to so many ballparks. And, you know, I've been to Tiger Stadium, Tropicana. I don't even remember what the hell I ate. I didn't eat that though. I didn't I didn't order that. Um, but you know, I, I, sadly to say, I can't really answer this question accurately enough because I don't even know. I think Tropicana is the last, what was that? Two years ago, three years ago, 2019, spring of 2019. Yes. Yeah. So, um, that's the last ballpark I was at. And before that, I think I was at Loon Stadium. So you're talking about, you know, uh, a real, uh, all right there. Yeah. Yeah. Take a drink. Take a drink. Yeah. Hiccuped and. Everything. Anyway, you go ahead. But um, I think I remember having um, at the Loons baseball field. I had the most amazing. And this, you're gonna think I'm an idiot for this, and I don't care. This might be a fuck you for another segment. But um, a cinnamon pretzel. You know, right. if, if they're done right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got the right amount of cinnamon on it and the right amount of sugar and the right amount of... Um, I probably could have eaten 20 of them. All right. That, um, I thought it was the loons. 2018-2019, a runner-up to my choice at the Fishman and I were at Progressive Field in Cleveland and they had a hot dog that had... I, God, I want to say there was a chili sauce on it, but I'm not for sure. But it also had Fruit Loops on it, and that made oh, a very wow. interesting eat. Yeah, and that was good. But like I said, I, I still say the the street taco or whatever it was called that was the corn on the cob, and you got the husk with it, with bacon and ranch and cheese and everything. And that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. All right. There you go, folks. If you want to go to a ball field, go down to uh, Tropicana and uh, get that delicious plate full of awesomeness. Yeah. Um, yeah was... I was literally going to Tropicana Field because it's indoors. It's got a low rating. But if you're in the area, I it was great. I, if you're in the area, I recommend going to it. I mean, because it, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, that was a nice part. Clean. Yeah. Staff was helpful and friendly. It's two to one Edmonton. Come on. Fuck you, Edmonton. I'm giving a goal and a half. <laughs> um, and the Rays were pretty good that year. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All right. So are we rating this? Yes, we are. Okay. My turn first. I'm going to take one of the... Mm-hmm. All right. So... I like it better than I, li- I do. I'd like it better than the fruit casket because, and I didn't mention this before because I was going to see if you noticed it. Uh, there's actually supposedly pineapple juice and ripe mango in this, and the pulp comes from the they apparently put citrus pulp in there. So huh. that's why it probably tastes a little more fruity, a little more citrusy, uh, smoothed it over a little bit. So I. I guess I have to go a little bit north of 3.50 because that's what I rated fruit casket at. So I'm going to go 3.60. 
All right, and on par with what you said, I uh, I second that emotion. I too liked it better than Fruit Casket. Fruit Casket was three twenty-five. I went three thirty-five for Paul Part. Paul Part, I think, would be more. I think Paul Part could fall into the um, almost a lawnmower. Almost, yeah, and especially yeah. the one part, the point I want to bring up that I brought up in the second tasting. If we bring the Mike Klein uh, value aspect of it. This is the least inexpensive yeah, uh, of them. Buck ninety nine. Uh, buck ninety nine to buy the single, um, so you know that would definitely help it fall more into the lawnmower beer oh, uh, category yep. for sure. So let's see if our friends at Untapped uh, want to mow their lawn with this beer here. And I punch it in here. I bring it up, and whoa, okay, well, with three thousand one hundred and seventy eight check ins. The Lowest of the night. Yeah, correct. Uh, the folks at Untapped say 3.62. So, darn near, I missed it by two hundredths of a, of a point. And but, I'm in uh, the ballpark. I mean, so yeah, that's, a, that's an honest rating, as the kids would say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well. All right, are we there? Yeah. I think we're there, Dave. And... <sighs> Unfortunately, ah. as I look down on the bottom of my glass, damn it, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.